You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Well, you think we ought to get this show on the road? I think we better get this show on the road. Let's get okay, to our and rants. And this, people, is how we're going to start Geeky a Show ever this week. And I think it's going to be rantalicious. <laughs> and I realize we've been negligent the last few episodes because we really haven't done our weather. But that's going to be my first rant. Because <laughs> mother, mother, nature has, why. mother Nature has a cob up her butt. Because we have about uh, two to three inches of snow on the ground. This isn't even the middle of October yet. We got snow. Cut this crap yeah, out. What the hell is up with that? No, that's just, that's, and I know Kevin's just like, you know, having many orgasms over there, but uh, it's like, Ooh, no, no, not this. It's, and, you know, it's not natural. No, it's not. There's been a few times I remember taking the kids out trick-or-treating and there was snow on the ground, but that's at least about two weeks, three weeks away. I mean, we're not even to, what are we at the 13th? Of, yeah, we're not even to the middle of the month yet. We're getting this crap. Um, I hope you're not in for a longer, like it may, it'd be nice if you just get it over with. (laughs) I'm really hoping that it peaks now and the rest of the winter will be acceptable. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. um, But the rest of the week, we're supposed to be 40s, 50s. So this crap will melt and go away. And now then we should be back to fall temperatures. But I don't know what this, you know, outburst was all about. So do I even want to know what your weather is out there? Probably not because it's actually been really nice. (laughs) It's, oh cripes. It's, it's actually kind of wonderful out here right now. It's not it's not too fucking hot. It's like just kind of nice and you can go outside and it's not crisp and cool just yet. Like it's not quite s'mores weather for evenings, but we're we're getting there. So I have okay. no I have no complaints this time around. Well, okay, you'd be the Sorry. only one. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. And so like I say, there's uh, uh there's complaints um um I've Notice I didn't rub it in. I didn't like text you back yeah. with like my weather forecast yeah, or anything. I just yeah, stayed silent. You're, you're a bigger person than I am. So <laughs> or you're a better person than I am. I guess that's it. Uh, so why don't we start? Okay, so I've had my little rant. Why don't we go? Do you have any rants or do you just have tales of uh, telephones? Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, I have been, if anybody's been following me on Twitter lately, I've been obsessed with Apple Arcade since it came out because, and this all kind of dovetails, everything is all connected, interconnected. Uh, We went to, I think I told you last time we were talking about this, that we were planning on adding my teenage child onto our family share plan through AT&T. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I had gone into the store just to kind of like preemptively research it and go in and talk. And, you know, you can always get like more of a, a, a better answer when you actually talk to somebody in the store than trying to do all the research yourself. And so I talked to him and he gave me a quote and, you know, it kind of got my facts together. You know, this was like a fact finding mission. And I had, uh, this was a couple weeks ago. And, you know, that's how, it, that's how it happens in this house. It's like, best of intentions we plan on doing something and it's like yeah we're gonna get like abc done and it's like weeks later months later just doesn't get done so weeks later i go in there with the family and we had all this stuff planned out because this was fall break this last week the kids were off from school and the hubby was off from school so this was our time to get stuff done so we went into the store and i had printed out the fine print for all the sales information you know for the uh the deals that were going on and um, I'll try to make it a long story short. So I had originally intended to get the, you know, we were adding a line. So I thought, you know, that's kind of a big deal. That's that's something that you want to try to take advantage of an offer if there is one. And so at the time they had had a add a line and you get a free iPhone. 
And, you know, they had the BOGO, too. Like you said, you were going to go into AT&T, and I guess we'll, we'll be talking yep. about that, too. Uh, trying to see what kind of deal, you know, you were going to get because you guys were getting new phones or at least one new phone. So we weren't necessarily getting a new phone, but we were bringing we were bringing your own device. We were bringing our own device, which is an iPhone SE, and then adding that as a line. And the goal was we were going to try to keep his number. He had had um, Kevin a while ago had turned me on to this to track phone. That's what he's been using for his phones and for his kids. And I've really liked it. I think we've been using it for, I want to say, I think it's been a little over a year, I want to say. And I've I've liked it. Now, this is just for the kiddos phone. This is for the teenage phone. And I call it the training wheels plan because it's like, it, I want to say it's like $9.99 and it shakes out to like $10 in tax or something. But if you do auto pay and you re-up every time, you save, they, they give you a reduction in price. So it ends up being like $8 and change. Which isn't too shabby for, you know, just a simple plan. You know, I realize these are probably for like burner phones or something. But this was just a nice thing where um, actually a client had given me the little package. Like it was 99 cents or something. And she she was trying to decide between that one and a different plan. She went with a different plan. So she was like, here, do you want this? I was like, sure. It didn't, you know, cost really much. And uh, she's like, you can have it. And so that's what I used to, to activate this over a year ago. And so it's been, you know, around eight bucks a month and it's, it's taught him well because it's only, um, I forget what the minutes are because the minutes and the texts, everything rolls over. Like if you don't use it, it's kind of like AT&T already. So it rolls over if you don't, if you don't use it. But of course, like he was blowing through the texts really fast. Like it got faster and faster. Like last year wasn't much. And then, you know, boom, like eighth grade happened and he started making all these friends and they start getting into group texts. And then it was kind of sad because, and this is what, what prompted this whole thing he would be texting with his friends and then all of a sudden he'd run out of text so then he'd have to switch over to google voice and use a different phone number for that because he's had that since like forever since he's little and so he's been using that and then you know so it's a whole different app and then you know the kids would kind of complain and i just i felt like he was going to be this like social pariah so like we got to fix this we can't be having him having to like switch to all these different things and of course, now he has it and he's still doing that. I don't think all the kids have caught up with the new phone number and everything. So it's been a learning process. So um, we've been using that and it's been a good thing for him. It's like I like I say, it's like the training wheels plan because it's been training him to, you know, what happens when he runs out of data, what happens when he runs out of text. He usually doesn't run out of, of talk minutes because he doesn't really use the phone to talk very much. So there would be times where he'd run out of text and even iMessage because where he's at in his school they don't allow the kids to connect to Wi-Fi there. So he's at the mercy of, like, if there's a Comcast Wi-Fi net nearby, like, maybe it'll connect. But other than that, it's just he's got to use his data. So we were at – so we had used that for a while. And then, like I said, he kept running out of text. And, you know, there's other there's other controls, like data and stuff. There's other things that I want to be able to kind of control from a parental control standpoint a little bit. And we just thought, you know, it's time. So that's where we were at with that. We, we wanted to port the number over thinking like he's already given out that that phone number to all these friends and we wanted to try to keep it well that didn't end up happening but that's okay because there was still like a balance left on the account and now I could use it for the little guy so I don't know time will tell we'll decide if we want to keep that because the the nine-year-old like he doesn't need a phone like a phone phone you know what I mean he's 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 not at that stage just yet but it's coming you know once he gets into middle school but we're not there yet so I might let it run out and I might just cancel it. I'm not exactly sure what I want to do with that. But at least it'll have a SIM card in it so that he can still use his phone as an iPod and it won't keep saying that there's no SIM installed. So there's that. So we, we went in AT&T with our plan you know, set. We were going to do the add a line. 
get a free iPhone. And at the time, this was an iPhone 7 and it was a 32 gigabyte. Now there's all these, like you probably went through with your wife too, there's all these considerations. I mean, we're a family of four with my with my dad, you know, added to the both the iCloud sharing and the, the AT&T plan. So there's like, you know, that extra family member. But, you know, aside from that, we're a family of four and there's just all these considerations we have to think about when it comes to getting a phone, like longevity, you know, hand-me-down value, like how long is it going to last? How long is the battery going to last? How long is it going to be supported by the operating system? So we got into a situation where, um, and this is one of my gripes is, I, I said last time we were talking, I was really pissed off that the reminders, if you upgrade the the database, then if other people who you're sharing, and we do this, we have a lot of shared reminders because we have shopping lists and chore lists and things like that. It's kind of like part of our, our family organization. Like you were telling me about an app last time. I forgot what it was called, Cozy or something like that. And yeah. see, I've already kind of like put in the work and I've already kind of home rolled it with all the Apple services, you see. So it's like I really need those to work because I really rely on those. And so having that break in between devices that aren't supported is kind of a big deal to me. So my youngest kiddo, the nine-year-old, he uh, has a 5S, which is my old hand-me-down from like, what, 2013? I mean, you know, he's he's romping around with a six-year-old phone, but it serves his needs because he just he just uses it to check off his chore list. Like we have certain uh, executive functioning apps that he uses it for and for timers. And you know what I mean? It's kind of like just a multi-tool. You know what I mean? It doesn't need to make phone calls, but it's nice if he wants to use his Apple ID to do a FaceTime call with Pop-Up or Grammy or something like that. So it's got, he's got like basic needs. He doesn't need a fully fledged phone. So for him using a six-year-old device, it's totally fine. But now the middle schooler is on the yearbook club. So like he needs a pretty good like camera. Like he's taking pictures and taking videos and like this kid, like really, he's really technologically savvy. He really knows how to use his phone. I'm really, really proud of you know, my little, my little geek child that I've kind of spawned. <laughs> so, you know, he uses it and he uses it more than his dad, actually. I mean, it's, you know, dad just kind of uses the phone for, you know, basic functioning, you know, phone communication device, you know, a couple of tools here and there. He uses it for school stuff, but he doesn't like use it, like use it hard and he doesn't like keep a lot of stuff on it. So when we were looking at that free iPhone 7 with the 32 gigs, we were like, okay, well, let's give, we'll, we'll do the hand-me-down. And instead of giving my husband the next in line, which is how I'd done it in the past because he's the adult, you know, we were actually going to give him the seven. And then when I eventually upgrade, give my, my son, the, I, the eight plus, because he's the one that's really going to get the use out of it, not my husband. So there's that factor we had to consider. So we were kind of set to um, give my husband the seven with only 32 gigs, whereas the other, you know, the kids are going to need the 64 at least because, you know, trying to put video games on there, it just, it hogs it up and Kevin can attest to that. So we went in there with all the fine print printed out, and I was like, I had my questions lined up and ready to go. I had done kind of the math, and I was trying to figure out, you know, had sort of a spreadsheet going. And when we get there and we go to to do the deal, he's like, oh, that deal isn't valid anymore. It's now a dollar. It's not a free. It's not out of line, get a free iPhone. It's out of line, get a, uh, get a 7, an iPhone 7, 32 gigabyte phone for a dollar, each month like so you'd have to pay $30 because it's a 30 month installment as you know and so it'd be $30 I'm like oh that sucks like you know it's it's an iPhone 7 like it's an older phone you know what I mean like we were like willing to go that low in the totem pole so to speak for it being free you know but now that it's going to cost money I was like mm. 
All right, so that was kind of a dent in, in my pride there. And then as we go to process the order, well, then he finds out he goes to check the stock at the back, and they don't have one in stock. So we were going to have to go drive out to Oro Valley, which isn't, like, super far, but it's still, like, kind of an inconvenience. It's still something like we're going to plunk down money and pay for this thing, and we got to go leave and go go get it ourselves. <laughs> so I was a little bit miffed about that. And then as I'm sitting there and he's like, he's starting to go through the process. Like he called the other store and made sure it was available so we could pick it up, yada, yada, yada. And my gut started like, do you ever get that feeling? You're like, something's not right. Like there's got to be an easier way, you know? And I was thinking like, I just needed to trust my gut instinct. So I thought I better just go check real quick. So I went into the AT&T app on my phone and I checked out the deal section and sure enough, they had a new deal, and this time it was a 64 gig uh, iPhone 8, not an 8 Plus, but an 8, which is the same size effectively, but it's got double the hard drive space, and that was free. And so I showed it to the guy that was helping us, and he was like super cool about it, and I said, well, what about this? Can we do this deal? And he's like, oh, yeah, you could do that, but it's online only. So it wasn't something you could do in the store and get that same price, or no price, you know, should say, just you know to get that, that promotion. And I was like, well, I'm here. I'm connected to the AT&T Wi-Fi. I'm online. Can you help me like order it online? Can we do it that way? And he's like, sure. So that's what we did. So we ended up getting an upgrade, so to speak. So I was really happy with that mm. because um, I'm glad that I trusted my gut and I checked the deals. So that's that's the takeaway here, people, is always check the deals before you make your final decision because sometimes things change. And so when I did look at the deals page, I did see, yes, you know, it had changed to a dollar, which doesn't make sense. Like, why would they do that with such an old phone? But then when I saw this free iPhone 8 and it was 64 gigs and it's a newer phone, better camera, all that stuff, I was like, well, hey, let's do that. So he helped me out on my phone, you know, walked it through. Like, I probably could have done it, but because we were trying to port a number, it kind of complicated things. So he did all the stuff, you know, the heavy lifting, processed the order, and then it was like... You were supposed to, if you had been like in your home doing this process, then you were supposed to go drive out to the store and go pick it up. So we were already there. So he had it. He had it in stock. So we didn't have to leave. So we got what we wanted there. We didn't get to port the number over. Like I said, he ended up having to get a new phone number. Yeah. But I thought, you know what? He's a he's a kid. You know what I mean? He's a teenager. Yes, sure. he's got friends. But it's not like his network is so large that he's going to have to go like notify 50 people plus doctors plus family, like all that stuff. So, you know, I can help sure. him out with that. So I thought, let's yeah. just bite it. Let's just bite it now, get the number changed. And it was so funny. We laughed because um, the guy, like, he didn't – I wasn't sure, and I, I didn't want to be, like, too picky. I didn't know if you could pick a number, like, if you could choose. Like, you know, when you sign up for a Google Voice number, you get to choose from a list of them. So he just, right. like, picked the first one that came up. And I go to look at it on the receipt, and the last four digits were, like – the last three digits were, like, 666, or it was, like, all sixes. Oh, Lord. Or and I was like <laughs> – you know, I'm not like oh, super like, religious freak or anything, but I was just like, sure. I was thinking about the yeah. family and friends. I was, my first thought was, oh my God, my, his friends are going to tease the hell out of him. Like literally, <laughs> <laughs> pun intended. Or or make him cool. I don't know. One of the two. Well, you know, he thought it was really cool. He wanted to keep it. I was like, don't tell sure. him, don't tell him. Because he thought it'd be <laughs> totally rad. But I knew his friends, I, I figured his friends are going to tease him or even worse, like my mom or like some family would say, oh my God, why did you let him have that phone number? Like, I just didn't want to hear it. So I asked, <laughs> sure. like, I was like, is there any way we can change it? And he's like, yeah, sure. Like, oh, thank gosh. So, so he changed it and we got like a better, a better number. And then that way Lucian okay. could actually see the list and he could pick a number and it has like something with All his right. birthday. So that worked out cool. So we got a cool new phone number and we just put the SIM card in his, in his uh, SE 
and daddy got the new the eight and so now the the six the six s that he had is going to get passed down to keegan so i set that up so between adding the line getting the new phone um and then setting up the new like setting up the phones for the family members so i had to basically set up my husband's new phone with his old phone and then i took once that was all done then i mm. took keegan's the nine-year-old's old phone and cloned it to his quote unquote hand me down new phone. So it was like, oh my God, it was like two days of just like waiting for things to sync. And it didn't go like, I think you're going to have some similar grief too. Like it didn't go as smoothly as I would have liked it to. Um, I used the quick setup. And uh, I think what happened was it did it like when this was with my husband's phone. So I I made sure I had like a latest backup to iCloud for his 6S. And then I use because it's so cool. Like it's the thing where you line up the phone, you you put you hover one phone over the other, and it takes it. It uses the camera. It's like a QR code, but it's not a QR code. It's like this this really cool graphic. Like do you know what I'm talking about? It looks like um, yeah, like milkweed in a way. Yeah, fuzzy cloud. Yeah, fuzzy cloud. It's like really really cool. And I showed the kids. I was like, watch this, you know, because I don't get an opportunity to do that that often. So I used that feature, the quick setup, and everything was like going okay. Except it seemed to be all done and I'm looking through it and I, you know, handed it to him. I was like, you know, what do you think? Is there anything missing? Well, all his text messages were missing because when I had done it, I think I didn't have, I think I had the old SIM card in there. I didn't switch it out or something. It's like, ah, shit. So that got kind of like screwed up, but I ended up fixing it and I'll tell you how I did it. So it just had the texts from my sons, like it had leftover texts from when it was, was his, his, uh, SIM card. So it didn't have my husband's like history of text. And that's like was important to him because I was trying to get logged into his university account or something and he needed some kind of code. And of course it was in his messages and it's not in his one password where it should have been, but you know, it is what it is. So he was like, well, those are really important. You know, you know, if you can try to get those back on the phone. So I worked really hard to do that. So what I ended up doing was uh, I ended up kind of like, that's why we said we were going to call this jiggle a handle because so many times I had to like turn it off and turn it back on again. So that's what I ended up doing was I think I, on the old phone, I think I turned the iMessage and iCloud switch off and then switched it back on. And now I can't remember exactly what the the sequence was, but it it had to do with turning those switches on and off and like sending text. Uh, test text to see so it was kind of something that kind of woke it up like hey we really want these messages and then finally after a while it said that it was downloading messages from the cloud and then after like several hours and being making sure it was connected to wi-fi it finally downloaded all the messages so that finally got done so that setup worked that ended up working out fine and then for my little guy's phone, I ended up using, I could have done it that way, but I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm doing a presentation on iMazing soon. So I'm really been trying to, I've been using this tool for years, but I've not had an occasion to do this one particular function with it. So I actually used the transfer tool. So I transferred uh, the apps and stuff. Like I'd already set up the phone and I was going to do it like as a brand new phone because I, I don't know, that's kind of my MO. I usually use it as an opportunity, but then I was getting tired and I was like, oh, there's all these games. And, and then I thought, oh, no, he's going to lose all the scores and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't want to I didn't want to, like, risk that. So I used the transfer tool and in, in iMazing and I like took the data from one device and put it onto the other device. So that worked out okay. So now they've they've both they're happy. You know, he's got games on there. The the kiddo's got a sixty four gig iPhone, so he can actually fit games on there for once instead of having like the old sixteen gigabyte, I think is what he had. 
So he's he's been pretty happy with that. So we've got a new phone. We've got new hand-me-down phones. We've got everybody on everybody's on iOS 13 now. So that's what's made me happy about that. Um, and then <laughs> after all that, because I was I was trying to get everybody on the same page, literally like you know in iOS 13, so that all of our reminders would sync. And of course, you know my oldest, I've got an ADHD kiddo, and he can't help but tap and press buttons. And there's that big button in the reminders that says tap to upgrade. And so what did he do? He tapped the button. <laughs> so now his don't sync. His his shared list doesn't sync anymore. So we'll have okay. to wait until they do the thing with the thing that makes it all work again. So that's where we're at with yeah. AT&T deals and upgrades and phones. And now, like, I'm not in a super hurry to get an iPhone 11. Now, like, everybody's on iOS 13, and that's what matters at this point in time. I, I am itching to have that iPhone, like, 10-plus experience to, to have the, the Face ID instead of Touch ID. So it's coming, but, you know... If, if they're going to have another announcement in October, like if they release, you know, you know, they do that sometimes like you, you go and you upgrade and then like six months later, they release a new device or something. I don't know. Like, I don't sure. know how long it'll be. So, so we'll see kind of like how I started off. Sometimes I say, well, I'm going to do, you know, X, Y, Z in this amount of time and it doesn't happen. So we'll see how long I can actually resist the, the urge to upgrade until the, the next shiny thing comes along. So that's where we're at with, with that stuff. So how well, did your and, ATT experience go? Well, mine wasn't too bad. Um, we went in there a week ago last Saturday uh, to see what they had, what they could do. Well, we couldn't get a, a BOGO because we weren't adding a line. But we talked to them. And what we ended up doing was um, my son, he he wants to he wanted to explore Android. And so they had a note. uh is it the Sam? Yeah, Samsung Note, not a Note Plus, but a Note mm -hmm. in there. And he could trade his phone in. So what did uh, he, have? He, he had an iPhone, right? Because only your daughter eight. was on Android. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, he had an eight uh, uh, iPhone eight. So he was able to trade that in, and uh, he was able to get two hundred dollars of uh, in-store credit. Um, so he bought himself a few things. He bought a case for my phone. Um, and then we took my eight plus and handed that down to my son and I ordered the, uh, iPhone 11, uh, pro max. I got to get all the, uh, qualifiers <laughs> in there. Yeah. So, because, uh, I wanted the pro, I wanted a big screen because I just, uh, I just, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable going to a, even a slightly smaller that, screen. I wanted to go. max is bigger than the eight plus by how much oh i mean is it noticeable because because i was a little bit disappointed in a way like wow, that's another reason why i'm kind of sort of thinking i might want to wait because the iphone 11 when i hold that up to in my 8 plus the only difference is the 11 is just a little bit shorter it's it's not doing... quite as tall the 11 or the 11 pro the 11 just the, the plain okay. 11 or the I, max it, i mean if you okay. stick them face to face, like if you stick the glass right. front to the glass front of the 11 to the 8 plus and compare them, the 11's only just a little bit shorter. It's the same width and okay. it's like it might be a little bit lighter. You can never tell because they always have the things bolted down. You know, it's hard to, to sure. handle them. But um, I wanted to go smaller because looking at the devices, the 11 Pro, not the Pro Max, but the 11 Pro and not the 11, but the Pro model 
that's like the sweet spot for me as far as size goes. Like I really wanted to go down to that size. I'm just not willing to spend that much extra for the size. You know, I'm willing to right. not have the camera because I don't do that much wide angle photography so like that was okay for me to just stick with the 11 but i was a little bit disappointed that i thought here i thought like oh the 11 it's going to be a little bit smaller than the 8 plus no it's actually the same size it's just a little bit shorter so okay. now i'm thinking that the pro max that's even bigger than the 8 plus isn't it uh, a little bit i had it next to my son's there and i guess i didn't compare it real close um does it it, it wasn't bigger? like hugely big. Does it feel heavier? Like how does it feel in your hand? Mm, no, it? it's not bad. Now, and I don't know if my case is slightly bigger than the one because I had a uh, this case might be slightly bigger that I got than the one that was on the uh, the eight uh, plus. It the fitting in my saddle bag as I call it, my pouch that I wear everywhere. It's got my electronic stuff in it. It's an outside stretchy pouch. The uh the eight plus would slide in there. It was you know it, there was no it wasn't sloppy, mm -hmm. but now when I put the uh, max in there, it's snug. I kind of got to force it in. I got to kind of pull it out. So and I don't know some of that may be the uh, the case, um, just a slightly bigger, and that's all it's going to take is just a slight bit. Do you so I ever put it in a pocket, or you always keep it in the bag? always in the the pouch on the bag mm -hmm. it's it's a tool bag it's got two zippered compartments and an outside uh pouch where i keep my phone and i could put it in uh one of the i could move stuff around put it in one of the zippered pouches but then you have to unzipper it every right. time you want to pull your yeah, phone up which for me is constantly so yeah so i don't know hopefully things will stretch a little bit and not so much that you know uh, bursts or something but uh you know hopefully that'll fit but i think it's about the same size um, and then it's that edge-to-edge -edge screen, so that's pretty glorious, yeah. too. I bet you're loving it the is. real estate. Oh, yeah, I do. I love I love that. And then, uh, you know, iOS uh, 13. Mm -hmm. This is what we're on now, right? I yep. lost track. Yep, yeah, um, they added stuff. I, I like uh, the uh, the menus on here, the, uh, um, you know, the send to or the share, mm -hmm. share menus. Yep. They got more options. I've been using uh, shortcuts on here. I've created a couple shortcuts uh, for connecting to um, the heating computer at school. So, and that's just a simple shortcut. It's just the web address. But you hit the shortcut, it saves you having to open up the web browser, go to the bookmark, you know, mm -hmm. hit that. It saves you a couple clicks along the can way. You, it's not a voice, not a Siri voice shortcut, though. It's just something that you no. can get too fast. Is it something, yeah. is it a widget that you could put on the lock screen so you can swipe to get to it? You just swipe from the left and shortcuts yeah, is okay. over there. Oh, that's so, sweet. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, and then I've created one. And then on my iPad, I was uh, – because I got iPad OS on there, and I like that there too. And I was fooling around with the uh, – adding a mouse to it. Oh, and, how'd that uh, work out? That works. It, it's a little different than what you know you would expect on the computer because it's like – pointing with your finger see if i can describe this so the cursor shows up there and you move it around but it's like if you were just pressing with your finger so you hover over uh there's this little gray circle on there you hover over the app that you want to open up and you just single click on it like you would press a finger mm -hmm. and then you uh if you have a three button mouse uh or you know left right and middle scroll thing mm -hmm. uh you can assign them different things i forget what i signed the one one will bring up a menu one will take you back to your home screen i think um 
And so, but the thing is to get to it, to turn it on. Oh, let's see. You got to go into settings, assistive, mm-hmm. uh, um, what is it now? Uh, assistive accessibility. That's it. And then you have to go to, uh, accessibility and then you have to go to physical and motor and you have uh, that section of accessibility you have to go to touch and then you have to turn on assisted touch so I just made a shortcut and there's and they have a uh, a shortcut there for you or I mean they have the ability in in shortcuts it'll say Hmm. you know assistive touch turn on or off Uh, so I just made a single yeah, so you just swipe to the left or on the iPad. I've got it set up with the widgets on the side. So I can just hit that, and it'll turn the mouse on. What I was trying to do, and then uh, something else I added the shortcuts to, was um, an automated uh, shortcut. So I wanted to try and set up, so you can have it, uh, it's kind of an if this, then that sort of thing. Uh, so I had it set up so if the... Um, it sends the Bluetooth uh, mouse connecting. That's my next it would, question. It's going to be a Bluetooth, yeah. I take it. Yeah, Bluetooth, yes. And so if it senses the Bluetooth mouse connecting, it should trigger this to turn on the assistive touch. Well, I was having some trouble with that. Um, hmm. And um, I can't remember the guy's name, Cassetti. He's got a new show on uh, Twit. Um where he talks about shortcuts and other things like that. I uh, tweeted him, and he must not have saw my tweet. I was hoping he's going to be able to give me some uh, some assistance on why that isn't working, or if I was doing something wrong, or if it's something that Apple needs to tweak. But I thought it'd be really nice to set up an automated shortcut, so you turn your mouse on, and then it would automatically turn assistive touch on. Because the problem is, with assistive touch, there's this little gray dot on there. So even if you turn your mouse off, that thing will stay there. And it, depending on what you're doing, it could be you know mildly annoying. So again, I just rigged up a shortcut that I can just touch to turn that off again when I don't have the mouse connected. Uh, but So I've been using shortcuts um, for things like that. I also have one set up. We'll see how it works so that when my wife's phone connects to the bluetooth in her car it will start playing a pandora playlist so she doesn't have to horse around you know uh starting one up when she gets in the car it'll do it automatically so um i'm messing around with that uh and oh yeah and then you were talking about the phone setup yeah the the cool thing that i couldn't quite get it to work um i mean i would hold it over and to you know transfer from one phone to the other Well, I got it to work once, but then there was it had a problem. So what I ended up doing was manually mm-hmm. uh, doing that. And I had a uh, I had plugged my phone in, you know, probably about the second time I've done it. Plugged it into iTunes and it backed it up. So I took the new phone, plugged it into iCloud, and had it download all that stuff. And then it spent the next couple hours. The apps were there, but I think they were updating the apps. Mm-hmm. So it was like a couple hours of. Uh, waiting for all the apps to update. But so that went uh, fairly well. Mm-hmm. It uh, probably went okay. It was just time consuming. Just take Yeah, it wasn't the super cool way of doing it. I had to do it like a caveman. <laughs> um, so I got that. And so today we took it back to Wiretown. And so we switched the SIM cards around uh-huh. and put uh, mine and my son's and took mine and put it in the new phone. And we got that all squared away. So I think the phones were, were squared away. Um, so now you have 
out of your two sons, one is still on an iPhone. He has the A plus, yep. but the other one yep. switched to a Note. Yep, uh, uh, to Android because you know he's an IT Android person. Kids. Yes, and uh-huh. you know, but he's you know in IT and he wanted yeah, he to was a tinker, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he wants to see what it's like. And I said, you know, Android is nice. I kind of wished I could take bits and pieces of both and put them together and right. have my ideal phone because I like the customization of Android, hardware of Apple. For God's sakes, give me the uh, Google Voice Assistant. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Siri still, she's, I think, <laughs> yeah, she's marginally better, but there's still issues. Um, but, you know, so, yeah, I'd like to mash those things together. So that went you know, not, not not like two years ago when we first got the phone because we had the same problem that you had. I had to get a new number because mine wouldn't port over. Now, my wife and I, we both had straight talk. They could port hers over, but mine wouldn't go. So, yeah, I ended up having to get a new number. I gave it out to most people. I kind of forgot to give it to my sister. But anyway, <laughs> just we'll just let that comment this is, lie. This is a new number this time or the last time? Last time. This oh, okay. now. So this time, yeah, I got the same number. I think I must have an old phone number for you floating around or something because I think I, when I go into like by my friends, it just shows up as a phone number and not your name. So I must have to reconnect with yeah. there or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll have to send you the, well, I think you got the new one, but I'll make sure you got the new one so you mm-hmm. can get rid of the old one there. But uh, yeah, so that wasn't bad. So, you know, updates and new phones that all worked well now my rant has been uh, uh catalina Uh-oh. came out <laughs> yeah buckle in people all it's right. gonna get bumpy now you have explain your situation you have explain yourself <laughs> you sure, have okay. do you have two mac minis i have two mac minis i have this one that i bought uh, oh man i suppose four years ago it's been a while i've, I've had it a while and this is the one a uh, while ago the uh, internal SSD died in it, mm-hmm. so I talked to uh, Kevin because he's done the same, did the same thing with his iMac with that he IMAX, had, right. and I'm running it off an external SSD that I have plugged in, and that that seems to be fine. But I mean, it's it's fine running off there, but I'm wondering if that's the issue for the upgrade. Ah, so, and what year is that one? To, they're both uh, late 2012, so oh, they okay. made the upgrade cycle, the and yep. and the one that my son. Uh, the one that my son, well, we, like I said, we worked out a deal anyway, mm-hmm. the one that I got from him, um, is I think I'm going to try and bring it up here quick. I think they're identical almost, mm-hmm. uh, his doesn't have a, uh, SSD in it. Oh, it's got a spinning hard drive. Yeah, but that's not terrible. Um, especially if it's like what a 7,500 RPM. I think uh, that's the probably. faster of the two. So let's see here. Uh, his server, the one that I, the one that I call the server, yeah, is a two right. gigahertz uh, i7, eight gigs of memory, uh, and mine is uh, the one that I'm using right now is a uh, 2.3 gigahertz, 16 gigs of memory. Oh, so wow. basically, there I. More or less identical, except the hard drives, and this one's got more uh, RAM to it. So the one with um, the SSD that died, you could Frankenstein it. You could cannibalize the parts from one, like figure out which well, of the two is the better, and then max out the RAM because that's well, going to be your biggest bottleneck. 
Yeah, because here's what I'm thinking. I'm considering swapping the two around because yeah. this one that I'm using now could take the RAM out of the one, put in this one, uh, put out of this one, put in the other one. So otherwise, it would be you know I, uh, identical, and then have this one end up being my server and do it that way. But I've been trying to upgrade, and I would like to have them both, you know, on the same operating system. Yeah. But this one here, I tried seven ways to Sunday oh, no. to get things. Oh yes. Uh, I started out with just the, hey, you have an update, you know, the little red dot next uh -huh. to your, your wheel now, in there. This is the so one I, with the external boot? Yeah, the external hard drive that I'm running off of. Okay. So, uh, now, the other server, I did the same thing. I clicked a little button, uh, came back into my office here. Did you, like, race a, them to see which one would win? <laughs> no, I didn't do them simultaneously. I started out with this one. I thought, well, fuck this, I'm going to go yeah, try the other because, one. Yeah, because you had ended up with one bricked machine, and, or yeah. really two bricked machines, and then sure. no, no Macs to play on. And I haven't bricked anything yet. But so I went out, uh, like I said, I tried with this one, got a little frustrated, started that one up, because uh, it's outside my office here in the basement. But I started that one up, started the upgrade, made sure everything was going, came in here, took a nap, Kind of along now. <laughs> anyway, went back out. Hey, it's fine. Log in. Do your shit. Okay, that's fine. Now, this one here, like I said, I tried doing it the right way, uh -huh. and that wouldn't work. Um, and and then it, just, start... it just would hang? Like, it would get, would it get, no. even get the progress bar at all? Like, what, what would happen? Oh, yeah. No, it will get to about 80% through. I mean, oh. it doesn't hang. But then I get that's this error, and then it starts over oh. again. What, was the, what so, did the error say? Oh, well, no, it's a generic error. It doesn't, oh. it's just, there, there's been an error and we're going to have to restart. It doesn't, oh, you know, okay. say. Nothing you can do. And, uh, yeah, no. And so it, it is just in that kind of loop. And so um, it wouldn't do it that way. So then I tried, um, I've got a, a, a hard drive toaster here. Mm -hmm. So I uh, took that over to the one that upgraded and I thought, well, I'll do a super duper backup. Mm -hmm. onto the toaster and then bring that in here and plug it in and uh, just try to boot off uh, Catalina off of that, the toaster onto here, and then, you know, try to do something where I'd migrate assistance uh, stuff across, and then, you know, copy things back and forth. Because then you were trying to rule out whether it was the drive or not, right? Right. Well, but the thing is, and I don't know what I'm missing. When I do super duper on the Mojave machine, that will give me a bootable hard drive. Mm -hmm. When I do super duper on the Catalina, it's not a bootable drive. Hmm. Your data is there, so you can clone it back over, right. but you can't boot you off you it. You can't boot from it. No, which is and frustrating. What like, kind of drives are you using? Are you using USB, USB 3.0, Firewire, well, Thunderbolt? I'm using, I'm using um, um, spinning hard drives mm -hmm. in the in the toaster and what's the interface for the toaster how's that connected U usb usb is it usb 2.0 or usb 3.0 uh well i think the toaster is 3.0 but i'm pretty sure this mac is 2.0 oh okay yeah so 2012 yeah well does 2012 have it's late 2012 i would right. think that that has capability to accept 3.0 so that should I, be okay I, but i mean it runs the 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 SSD runs fine mm -hmm. off it. And you've I mean, been able the spinning to boot drives... from USB before. Yeah, that's what I'm booting okay. off of right now. Okay. I mean, that's why so I'm running it. It's off of USB. Okay. No, no, and that they've been plugged into different ports, so I'm sure that's. Not... So yeah, I don't think it's the USB. Um, it's not the dock. So like... It's not the drive. No, no, because yeah. it's plugged directly into the computer. I bypassed the dock for this stuff. And you tried the different ports. You know how like one's more yep. higher powered than the other. 
Right. And yeah, I've unplugged my peripherals. Uh, and like I said, I had this bright idea that I was going to, you know, make a, uh, clone backup of the, uh, uh, Catalina and bring it over here and boot off of that, but it won't do it. Uh, so then I tried unplugging my uh, drive that uh, using my boot drive that I'm using and just did a clean install to the drive in the toaster. And I still can't, it does the exact same thing. Um, it'll get to a certain point and then it'll just uh, quit and start mm -hmm. over again. Mm -hmm. And I've Googled it and I can't find a, there's they are saying that there are it will get it looks like it's stuck mm -hmm. it said just leave it well yeah. so i tried it and i started at eight o'clock at night and i came back three o'clock in the afternoon yeah, that and was... it was still doing the you know rebooting thing yeah that wasn't like no two hours <laughs> no yeah, no that was definitely stuck so yeah well mm -hmm. it's, like i say it's not stuck it's it's you know if it was stuck you know that'd be one thing but like i say it just gets to a certain point and something is causing it to fail and i don't know what and um i'm gonna keep i guess looking to see if somebody will come up with something but yeah i'm kind of to the point now where i might just swap the uh the uh, ram into the other one and bring that over here well and then oh how would i do that uh because there Surgery. are certain, well, no, that's not so, that doesn't bother me so much, but to get, do I want to clone, uh, do a, or do a, um, maybe a time machine backup and then plug the other machine in mm. and then bring that. So I don't have to reinstall all my program or yeah, maybe do migration apps. assistance. Right. Yeah, I might have to do. Well, I should be able to do a migration migration assistant over the uh, uh, network. Mm. Think take, take longer, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if I start it when I go to work, and then you know, mm. uh, worry about when I get back. So then all my stuff will be moved over to the new Mac or the the other Mac, mm -hmm. and then I can bring that one here because, like, say that one works, and then this other one could be my uh, my server, which is a you know a definite possibility. Uh, but like I say, I just kind of would like for both of them to be on the same operating system. I don't know that it's going to matter if one is or is, or is not, but it just kind of bugs me that they both can't be. Yeah, they're the same they're the same machine, but like you would yeah. just kind of like it to just work, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and you know, part of the problem is I the drive is still in this uh, mini here because I didn't really. I'm afraid it's the one nearest the top, which means you flip it over and you have to go all the way through the machine to get to it, Yikes. which means you empty it all out. And I don't really want to do that. Yeah. Um, I like to try to avoid you know, that if possible. Yeah, because when you start this one up, it'll say drive can't be initialized. You want to, you know, initialize it, eject it, or cancel. I hit eject. Mm -hmm. But I'm, you know, it's possible that when during the install, it sees that drive. And its drive doesn't cooperate, and it's going bleh and dying. And you is know, it like a... HFS? Is it you know how's it formatted? Is it regular like uh, OS journaled? Well, I'm trying to think now. When this HFS died, Plus and or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, well, because um, well, let me check here now. Um, I'm pretty sure there. To do with it. Uh. Well, I won't be able to tell what the SSD was, but the uh, the other drive in here, I'm pretty sure got uh, 
Oh no, the storage drive that's uh, that's journaled. Uh, I guess it was but, what APFS and HFS plus. Right, but the uh, the external boot that's AFS, uh, and all these other ones I got on here. Well, my data drives or the one that I have on here for the music and pictures, my old stuff, my kind of backup copy. That's an XFAT, but that's by design because mm -hmm. uh, all my external drives, I try to make XFAT mm -hmm. so I can move them from Windows to Mac uh, to Linux and I don't have to worry about fi um, file size yeah. or disk structure, uh, basically, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, codec, whatever you yeah, want to Yeah, I usually it. do that with my little external thub drives because too many times I've had to go and plug it into a PC and then not be able right. to find it. Mm -hmm. And for, you know, for a thumb drive where you're probably not, well, you could put huge files on there, but for my, these things, I make it XFAT because mm -hmm. then that'll, they'll handle, uh, um, movies and things eight, that are gigs for, for anything that's bigger than four gigs, it'll handle because mm -hmm. fat 32, I think the, uh, file size is capped at four gigs. Yeah. XFAT, you can go bigger and, you know, you start getting some of these movie files. I get to be over four gigs sometimes. Mm -hmm. So. But yeah, so that's kind of the tale of where I'm at with uh, uh, with uh, this other stuff. So that kind of dovetails into another gripe that I that I wanted to go through, and it it sounds to me like the thing that you're kind of suffering from is the same thing that I'm suffering from is that it should just be intuitive. <laughs> you should feel yes. like just kind of figure it out. And like, it's really frustrating because you just have these expectations of like, if I click this, it should do this. If this, then that, you know, if I do this and then it should do that, like a cause and effect kind of relationship. And, sure. um, with, I'll start with iOS 13, the gripes that I have with iOS 13, I guess, and, and Apple Watch, and going back to the reminders again is, and this is one of those things where I'm like tinkering with it to try to figure out what I like best. So I have not, like I said before, I have not upgraded the database yet because then I still have a client who I share a list with. It's kind of like something that we do. We kind of keep a running to-do list whenever she has a question or an idea. I gave, I made a shared uh, reminders list for, her, and then she just puts it on there and then it syncs to mine and I get to see, you know, okay, we're going to work on this today. So we probably need to find a better a better workflow for that situation um, and then I have the one kiddo who <laughs> pressed the button and upgraded the, the database so needless to say I've been having sync issues with with reminders and um, the other thing that bothers me is and we were talking about this um, I think one or two episodes ago how I love to be able to and like you said with your you've made your shortcuts I've been trying to make series shortcuts so that I can just speak my mind and just say what I want to say and have it do it. I love being able to do that. And um, it used to be that I could just say, hey, S lady, add applesauce to the shopping list. And, you know, she'd say, okay, here's your reminder. And I can do that all for my watch, like while I'm standing in front of the fridge and, you know, I can go through the entire kitchen and the cupboards and I can make a shopping list like really quickly, really easily. And I really, really love that. Or, you know, as I'm driving the kids to school or back and forth, like I think of stuff. And, you know, you always think about that kind of stuff when you're showering or driving or doing something kind of mindless. It's kind of when your brain kicks in and gets really creative, like, oh, I have this thought. And so I've been able to do that up until it's it's getting better. It's starting. It feels like, like the wrinkles are being ironed out a little bit. But the first couple of days with iOS 13 were like really rough, like trying to figure out what isn't syncing and what's not working because it's not just me. It's my husband's watch, my watch, his phone, my phone, and then the kids' phones. And then one of the kids has a watch. So, you know, all these things kind of like need to, 
co-mingle and, and coexist and interconnect, and it really wasn't working. So um, as I've been digging into reminders, I discovered another thing that I don't like. As much as I was really excited for iOS 13 reminders and, and having it work with the watchOS 6, oh, there's another gotcha. Um, so my husband and my son have a Series 1, and I have a Series 3. Well, watchOS 6 isn't available for the Series 1 until I don't know when. Like, there's probably a date floating out there. It just said later this fall when I looked it up. So that's another problem is they're not on watchOS 6 as well. So there's things that I try to do. And I'm like, oh, you can't do that because you're not on that operating system. So we're still not matched up when it comes to watches. And I know that this is probably going to be where the Series 1 gets cut, cut off after this one. So I want to try to enjoy it while I can, you know. Um, and then so I was excited about reminders. And so I started digging around on it on my watch. And I'm like looking at the, the different lists. And they have a today list. And that's kind of nice. But here's the thing that I can't stand is, and I don't know, I, you don't you use something different. You don't you're not using reminders on your watch or your iOS devices. Not, like you don't rely on them. You not have. much. I mean, I will talk into the phone and I'll tell it remind me in an hour to do whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah. so that's kind of handy. But the thing that that I can't stand is because I actually do use reminders as an active to do list, and I really do enjoy looking at things, getting things checked off, being able to tell it to my watch, being able to look at it on my watch. And the new version of Reminders truncates everything. So when you go to tap on Reminders to look at the stuff, if you have anything more than a couple of words, which, you know, I, I mean, I try to keep it short and sweet, but I'm pretty fastidious about my to-do list and my reminders. Like I'll, I'll put the thing that I want to be reminded about or the thing I want to work on, whether it's a, you know, so I have like a, I have different lists for things. So I have my personal list and I have my business list and then we have shopping and then there's the, you know, list that I share with the families and the family members and stuff. And so I know what I'm looking for when I'm looking for it, but I don't like have it committed to memory. So I kind of like to see the whole damn thing. Well, it's truncated. When you, when you tap on it, it only shows you like the first, like the first word or something. And then if there's anything more than that. So then I think, so, okay, so here's where intuition comes into play. Okay. Intuitively, I think to myself, well, gee, Apple, I can't read that whole thing. So what if I just tap on it to expand it? Like that's what I would expect would happen if I tap on something that I can't read the whole thing of. It should expand and show me the rest of it. You know, don't you frogs expand? And so I go to tap on it and it checks it off. <laughs> it fills in the it fills in the circle. Like what? So I do it again, thinking like maybe maybe I held it wrong or something. Nope, nope. That's so that's that's the that's the action. That's what happens when you tap on a reminder in WatchOS six. It doesn't expand. It just checks it off. Which, oh, know, in, in watchOS. Okay. Yeah, in watchOS 6. So when you're looking at reminders, if, if you can't read it, there's no – you're stuck. Like you can't scroll. Okay. There's there's no way to actually expand it to see what the rest of the the information was. Now, if you had put in a note, you know how you can you, – you title like the basically the, the title of the reminder and then you can put details and you can prioritize it and that kind of stuff. If you've put notes in there, then it kind of automatically expands it. And so you can scroll with the crown and kind of read the rest of what it says. But if it's just a one-liner, forget it. It's it's not going to show you the rest. So that's kind of useless for me. You know, if I can't read the whole thing, then then how is that helpful? So then I've been comparing my the, the iOS Reminders app to... I use the Rialto products. So I have, you know, Scanner and PDF Pro and... The thing that I really love the most is Calendars 5. I just, I really love Calendars 5. Oh, yeah. I love, do you use that one too? Yep. yep. So in Calendars 5, they have, they're not called reminders, but tasks. So they have a task list. 
And so what I have found is that that kind of has bridged the gap for me between the new, you know, newfangled iOS reminders and watchOS reminders that aren't syncing properly because, you know, one of the kids upgraded. Uh, it doesn't seem to matter if you're using Calendar's five tasks. So on my watch, I said, well, screw this. So I modified. Have you ever done this? It's actually really fun. Have you ever customized the watch face on your watch? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm constantly fiddling with that. So like I would long press and then tap customize. And then I kept changing the complication. So I've been switching between the Riatles 5, uh, Radic, sorry, Riatles Calendar 5, but it's a mouthful, uh, tasks versus iOS, uh, or I should say watchOS reminders. And I found that I really like the Calendar 5 task a lot better because I can, you know, it's it's the colors, the all of the, the lists are there. They're all in their pretty colors. And when I tap on it, it actually shows me the entire text of the reminder. And I can, I can check it off. I can... Um, interact with it, and I can use uh, the Siri shortcuts. Now, that's the other thing. We were talking about how, um, like, when you use Amazon Echo products and stuff, you have to remember the incantation. <laughs> that's what right. I'm struggling with because I even took a screenshot of it. So I, I did, like, all of the ones that were available. So, you know, you can say, hey, S lady, to create event, my agenda, new task, next event, show list view, show me my day, show month view, show my tasks, and show week view. But like, I just have to memorize what all those phrases are. Like, you can, I think you can use right. your own phrase, but I kind of yeah. went with whatever they suggested and I just said whatever they said I should say. And so now I have to work on remembering what those spells are, you know? <laughs> right. So it's kind of fun, but it's kind of annoying because it's like this this extra learning curve that you have to do to be able to like really get it to do what you want it to do, to, to see when your your hands are dirty or you're, you know, driving or, you know, you're trying to, to get other stuff sure. done. So that's one of the things that I've been experimenting with that I'm glad that there's that third-party tool because, man, if I was stuck with just the, the watchOS reminders, I'd be pulling my hair out because I, just, I can't live like that. So that really bugs me that that isn't fixed. And I just think, you know, Apple, you could do better on this. Like, really, that should have just been intuitive, you know? Like, that should have just either either expand the whole text or make it so that you ha you can swipe or, you know, do some kind of gesturing that will expand the whole thing. Um, let's see, what was the other thing that I had? The other thing has been, um, uh, tvOS and, and arcade. So those are kind of lumped together in the two, two, one big whole rant category. So that's another area where you would think that when you're working with the interface, like it should do one thing, but it actually does another. So for example, and I know you don't have an Apple TV, so maybe me telling you this is going to make you either wait to get one or you'll at least know what you're in for if you do decide to go down that right. path. And I think I saw a rumor or something that there might be like another one that's released soon. So maybe, maybe something will change in the future. I'm, I'm hopeful at least like I'm not, I haven't lost all hope. I'm just frustrated because I'm thinking, Oh, this should just work this way. Right. So the way that it's set up right now, and I'm learning this as I go along and I might just have to do like a whole blog post on it to process it all. But um, I was, I was so excited for Apple arcade to hit our Apple TV. We have the Apple TV 4, not the 4K, but the fourth version. And um, let's see, last uh, July, we had a birthday party for my 13-year-old. My and then this past fall break, I decided to have like another, we had, I call it game day. And it was really, really, it was really fun. It was, it was really popular. Like all of his friends came and I had wall-to-wall -wall teenagers in here. And 
I thought it was really cool. Like, I mean, everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy, but you know, I kind of, I'm kind of a big kid at heart and I may not be the one that actually does the gaming. I mean, I like to fiddle around with it and stuff, but I get sheer joy just watching my kids play and watching them play with their friends and watching like my, you know, my husband and like his friend came over and they were playing. I just think that, that is just so wonderful to like, I'll get the chips, man. Like I'll, I'll set it up. Like I'll set up the lights. I'll rig up all the Bluetooth. Like I'll set it up. You guys just play it. I just want to watch you guys play it. So I was so excited for this game day to happen because I thought, oh, Apple Arcade is coming out. I'll get the kids. Like I had these like wild dreams about how I would get the kids to like everybody would have, you know, some kind of device or a controller or like something that they would be able to use to test this out. I thought these are going to be my little beta testers. It'll be just like the good old days when I was a site tech, you know, I was all excited for this. And, you know, the, the, I knew I knew I had to keep my expectations low because um, they all have Nintendo Switches. All the kids that come here to the house, they all have Nintendo Switches or, you know, some kind of gadget or something. And when I have a game day, like it's not all video games. Like sometimes they'll go outside and they'll be sword fighting or they'll play a goofy card game or sometimes we'll get out a board game. But it's just an entire game day and all the kids are just playing some kind of game, whether it's collaborative or, you know, a couple of them are in a corner doing a different game or something. But everybody's playing something. And I just think that's really, really awesome. And the way that they're able to do it with their Nintendo devices is really cool. Like they, one kid maybe brings one and puts it in a dock. They connect it with an HDMI cable to the, we have a big screen TV and all the kids can somehow connect and they all can network with each other. They'll play Super Smash Bros. They'll play this like ink game that I can't remember the name of it, but there's several different games that they'll play and they'll all be playing together. Or I think, I think they might even do like uh, Mario Kart or something like that, but the, the point of it is, is that there can be, I think we had nine kids, including the little ones. We had like nine kids in the living room and everybody was playing on something. And I think about seven, I want to say, I want maybe it was nine. No, I think it was seven. I think seven at a time between their switches and their joy cons and their controllers, every huh. kid, whether they had a switch or not, every kid had some device that they could play on and they were all collaborating with each other. There might've been like two kids that were playing like sharing one switch console but they had like their own joy con or their own game controller like they all the devices are somehow networked or paired whether it's bluetooth or wi-fi or whatever but they're all interconnected and it is just the coolest thing to see all these kids gaming together i mean it sounded like it was a rave like they were all you know yelling and screaming but it was like happy childhood sounds you know what i mean it wasn't fighting mm. like they were all brawling they were all they were all gaming together and in fact uh, i'll have to send you some pictures because i think you'll get a kick out of it my son had gotten for his uh, birthday a while ago he had gotten the strip of led lights that uh they're the kind where you can cut them to measure like you can you can lop off a section and it'll still mm. work and there's a remote control and there's an app on your phone and you can set them to do different colors and different modes and it'll even play to music. Like in this app, the app's kind of janky and the music part doesn't work. But if you say if you play, like I had loud music playing on the stereo. And uh, if you use it on your iPhone and put the mic feature on, it will listen to the music through the microphone and it'll it'll strobe to the sound of the music. So it like it sounded like a rave and it looked like a rave in here between the LED lights and like all the kids gaming. Like it was just so, so cool. And so, you know, if you can imagine that, like all these kids having fun, I wanted to do that with Apple Arcade. Like I wanted to do that with my Apple TV. I wanted like not that I want to just totally compete with Nintendo, but I really wanted to see how it would match up. I wanted to see what Apple Arcade was capable of bringing to the party, you know, 
and I it didn't fall completely flat, but I was just really disappointed. Like there's a lot of limitations. So the first off is that um, when you sign into the Apple TV, so in Arcade, when you go and you look at, and you'll be able to do this on your phone because now you have iOS 13 and, and you'll actually be, I think you'll actually like playing some of the arcade games just on your phone because like you basically have like a baby switch. That's what I call like when we just, we kind of lean up the phones like in landscape mode and you can connect a controller to it with Bluetooth and you can play games just right there on your iPhone. So it's like a little baby mm. switch. It's a little mini gaming console that you'll be able to have fun with. I think you're really going to get a kick out of that. So oh, Apple Arcade has so much potential. There's so much cool things that we could really do with it. But the hardware limitations are such that you can only pair. So you can pair multiple Bluetooth devices. And and so the kids, they had birthday bunnies. So one of them got a um, a Microsoft Xbox One controller and the other one got a ps4 dualshock controller so then we had like one of each to kind of compare one of them charges the other one takes batteries but you could get like a battery pack you know so there's that so there's you know tit for tat there's there's you know we were comparing apples to oranges there's good things about one and then there's good things about the other and then they have their pros and cons but they're both really good controllers and the kids love them and um you can't do the nintendo controllers though see the, all the kids had i was thinking i didn't know enough about it at the time i was thinking well all these kids are bringing their switches and their their nintendo controllers over maybe we can bluetooth those to the apple tv no such thing so it's only certain MiFi enabled and certain just the dualshock pro or the dualshock and the xbox one the, those are the only ones that are kind of blessed to work with the apple tv system so far but you can pair multiple devices so at one point in time we had between all the kiddos that were that were participating, we had two Xbox One controllers and two PS4 controllers, all Bluetooth connected to the Apple TV, but you can only use two controllers at a time. So Ooh. there are only certain games that are, and this is, so I'm learning the lingo, so it's local player, multiplayer versus game center, which is online. So like you'll look through mm. the arcade and it'll show you the game details, but then there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of consistency. Like you look and you're like, okay, you look for the little icon. So it'll say one of two things or one of three things. There, either there will be no icon or it'll say controllers optional or it'll say controller required. And it has the little emoji, like the, the little icon for the controller. So that lets you know that you can play that game with a controller. And then you look to see, okay, is it multiplayer? Yeah, it's multiplayer, but... That doesn't mean it's multiplayer on your couch. It doesn't mean it's local multiplayer. Multiplayer. It says multiplayer because then you scroll down a little bit and then it says game center. So that means you've got one controller paired to the Apple TV with Bluetooth and you could play against other players, but you have to be playing with game center friends. So then you have to have like, you know, a bunch of game center friends that you agree either to play or, you know, to meet up in that game or whatever. So that's kind of like confusing. Um, we did find like there's cat, uh, let's see, cat quest and, um, cricket through the ages. And there's one about sports. So there, there was a couple, like we found three games just by trial and error and kind of like, you know, testing it out. And it was <laughs> trial and error was, uh, again, that goes back to it being intuitive. It wasn't all that intuitive. It was like, well, is it multiplayer local or not? Is it, you know, how many controllers, how many players? There's nothing really upfront that kind of tells you like it'll just say multiplayer but it doesn't tell you like there's a maximum or a minimum or whatever so i want to see more information more technical specifications or something or you know more icons or or some kind of like consistent 
place that I can point my damn eyeballs on the screen that says, okay, yeah, this right away, you know, this icon means that this is a game that both my kiddos can play at the same time on the couch next to each other. Or, okay, this is a game that only one kid's going to be able to play and the other one's going to have to watch or they're going to have to like take turns. So that's kind of frustrating. Um, but we did find a couple of games where, yeah, two, the two kiddos or, you know, two friends could sit on the couch, play together with their controllers, be able to like have a, you know, because of the controllers bring an extra something, something to the game. You know, it's, it's just a lot more fun with controllers and they can do that. But then here's the other kicker. Right now, the Apple TV does support multiple user profiles, but it only supports one game center logged in at a time. And, mm, it, and it's okay. not, it is not attached to the user's profile. So right now, like you can, um, you can log, you know, you can connect everybody. You can either use the home app or you can do it right on the Apple TV and you can sign in Apple IDs, right? So there's four of us in the household. So there's one Apple ID for each of us. And then that means that uh, when you press the, the home button on the Apple Siri remote, if you hold it down, it'll slide this little like wing over and it'll show you the different profiles and then you can navigate to each one and click on it and there'll be like a little check mark in there. So what that does is then it switches to that user profile, but it doesn't, it doesn't attach itself to a game center ID. So you have to like, like a caveman, you have to go into the settings and you would have to sign out and then sign back in with a different game center ID. If you, if the game that you're playing, if you want that to count for your leaderboard in game center. And then what are you going to do when you've got like, so let's say you've got a game like cat quest where, okay, both my kiddos are on the couch. They both have a game controller. They're both playing together you know, local, they're playing the same game, but only one of the kids game center scores are going to count. The other one's just like a second player. That's it. Yeah. So like that, that... doesn't, doesn't that seem like in, not intuitive? Like, wouldn't it be more intuitive if, wouldn't it make more sense if you could somehow like log in both games? If you got a game that's, that's two player, let's say, okay, two local player, shouldn't you be able to log in both game centers and like have that be attached to the player? I mean, wouldn't that make sense? You you should now you're talking to the wrong person here because I don't do multiplayer because uh, I'm not antisocial I'm selectively social <laughs> uh, yeah but uh, so I don't do you know online gaming the closest we've come is every uh, and it's been a long time we uh, when the kids were all home and they had their computers we would uh, play uh, Age of Empires head to head. Uh, but that's about as close as we've come, but yeah. Where you would all play a game together, like a video game together. Sure. With yeah. Well, we, mm -hmm. we were networking. Well, no, we, we each had our own computer, so we were networking, you know, um, and playing that way. But, you know, yeah, you do want your scores to count because, um, <clears throat> I guess the closest I would come to this in real life was when we had our, uh, Microsoft realms, uh, subscription, um, you would each connect with your Xbox account, mm -hmm. so then those uh, things would count. Not that it mattered a lot to us because we were just playing Minecraft. But um, for people who are really into the that part of it, the whole you know earning points and getting uh, rewards and all this other stuff, uh, yeah, that that does kind of suck. And that doesn't make sense. Hopefully. They will address that at some point. Yeah, like I don't uh, think it's like a broken feature. I just feel like it's kind of an oversight. Like why yeah. doesn't it just work that way? You know, why can't you right. have multiple – like if you can have multiple profiles, why can't you have multiple game center well, if you're gonna have assigned to those profiles? And if you're going to have multiplayer games – Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, because people do like their, like I say, their rewards and their credits and everything. And, and make a uh, distinction points. between whether it's multiplayer local or multiplayer just online. Because it'll right. say multiplayer, then it should have like a Game Center icon or something. Because then you yeah. have to scroll down and then it says supports Game Center. Like, well, can't you just tell me that before I just scroll all the way down? <laughs> you know? it, just, right. it just seems like there should be more details up front. Where you're when you're trying to decide, I mean, because, you know, can you imagine? I mean, here I have these all these rowdy teenagers, like I got a house full of teenagers. Right. And there's like, you know, I could have at any time, like up to a dozen kids in my living room or in my house somewhere. And, you know, they're impatient. I'm impatient like because you have to go look through the arcade, you know, download the game. You have to wait for it to download. I mean, and it's been pretty snappy, I have to say. I mean, it's not like we're waiting forever, but, you know you want to be able to make a, a decision really quickly. Like you want to evaluate something like, okay, am I going to invest the time in this two gig download? And am I going to like this game? You know, I want to know up front, like what am I getting myself into? You know, like, yeah, you can read all the details on the storyline and all that kind of stuff. But you know, when you're quickly trying to pick something, you know, just pick something, give me something easy that I, that will help me make that choice a little bit quicker. You know, I'm not saying like I want to be total short attention span of theater here, but come on. I mean, they're teenagers and they're gaming and they're, they're trying to pick something. Oh, yeah. Um, so in the Apple TV, um, the Apple TV app, like it's kind of like that's kind of showcased between the arcade and the Apple TV app. Like those are the new the new shiny. Like those are the things that that came new to it. I mean, the Apple TV app was already there, but now the Apple TV app has like been reimagined and it's got all these extra features. But really what those profiles get you is sections. So there's um when you when you click on it, you switch a profile, it'll tell you, you know, it's switching the user profile. There's um categories across the top and it'll say like movies, TV shows, it'll it'll say um watch uh watch now or something like that let's see i wrote down what they were what are the names of the things it says there's six categories movies uh, it starts out with watch now then movies then tv shows sports kids and then library and then there's a search icon so you've got that across the okay. top right but what really they're trying to kind of like sell you on, I mean, it, it kind of replaces the iTunes app that had been on the Apple TV because that's not there anymore. It's just the TV app. So it's kind of like been all the stuff has been stitched together in this one app. And so you just navigate through these headers now. And so the watch now is what they're really trying to sell because that is – I guess it's using a little bit of machine learning. Like it's, it's you know, oh, well, if you like this, then you'll like this. Or, you know, you were watching this in Hulu and you were watching this in, in HBO and here's what's coming next or here's the next episode or something like that. So it does kind of, it it is a nice interface in that it'll kind of scan across, based on your profile, uh, it'll scan across the shows that you've been watching. So like when I load my husband's profile compared to like my little guy's profile, they're radically different <laughs> because hmm. they're going to have, you know, the walking dead and stuff like that in my little guy's profile. So, so that is kind of nice to have, you know, just be able to switch to a profile. If the kids were watching a movie, they can switch to their profile and they kind of, kind of pick up where they left off or they can, you can curate it. So you can click whenever you see something that you like, you can click up next and it'll put it in this menu across the top. It'll kind of make like a carousel for you to choose from. So that's kind of nice, but then the thing is, is like it's all just kind of an advertising section because most of it costs money in order for you to be able to inter interact with it. Like I said, it kind of takes the place of iTunes. So when you're in there, you're looking at rentals or movies to purchase or channels to subscribe to. So 
there while there is the free stuff like there or I shouldn't say free the stuff that you've already paid for like say Netflix and HBO Go and things like that but then like we like I've told you guys in the past like we don't pay for Hulu throughout the whole entire year like we pay for it for like a month and then we put it on hold and we just kind of queue everything up and we just wait and then we just binge watch it that's what we do to save money well it kind of teases you it's like oh here's all these shows and Hulu that you can't watch right now but there they are and they're ready and you're up next for you to click on them whenever it's like oh can't I just get those out of the way like can't you just know <laughs> can't you just intuitively know that well, I have a subscription right now, so don't show me that shit right now, you know? It would be nice if they would do something like that, because they're already putting the, uh, well, I guess, well, okay, they're selling you a service, well, yeah, and they right. want you to subscribe, mm -hmm. and so they're doing that to, uh, you know, entice you, because this is what you could be watching. Yeah, Just exactly. click this button and uh, subscribe or resubscribe to It's Hulu. like one big so, commercial, you know, it's like one big just commercial opportunity in there, and that that's what kind of bugs me. That's the thing that was so appealing sure. about Apple Arcade, is because you pay this one monthly fee, and, you know, for from a family affordability standpoint... You know, $5 is like a kind of a nice price, you know, because the kids get they get their iTunes gift cards for stocking stuffers. And, you know, between the two of them, they could easily afford to pay for it for the year just with, you know, those gifts. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like is already a gift in and of itself. So I'm not complaining about the price. And I like the fact that now they're not going to be targeted with ads or being, you know, talked into buying, you know, level ups or coins or something sure. like that. That drives parents nuts. So I love that appeal of Apple Arcade. But then with, you know, TV for the kids, it's like, oh, mommy, can I rent this? Daddy, can I watch this movie? Can we buy this? And yeah, I just don't like the kids being pitched for, for things that cost money. That just that just irritates me. So I'm kind of like, ugh, I don't know. The, the, the TV app is like I kind of take it or leave it. There's, there's sections of it. And like we're not sports fans, so we don't really get anything out of that. And then the only other thing is the library at the end. Um, that would be like – I also had this, uh, I was like looking for apps that I could delete because now since we started getting games, we're running out of space. I'm like, all right, do I really need this app? And the Movies Anywhere, remember we talked about that last time? The Movies yep. Anywhere app, I was like, do I really need this? Because all the stuff that's in the Movies Anywhere app is the same things that are in my husband's profile for the library section. It's not in my profile because technically we bought or we rented or, or we, I guess these were purchased movies um, under his Apple ID. So they're going to be in his library. No big deal. You got to you just got to switch it and make sure you know which profile you're in. So other than that, I mean, the Apple TV app is like, eh, it's it's kind of cool. Like it does the curation and stuff, but I don't like that there's all this stuff that you have to buy or it's it's a place where you go to get the rentals and everything. So if you know what you're looking for, then it's helpful. But and then for my teenager, he's kind of a little bit left out because the whole kids section only really goes up to like age 10. It's like, you know, they have it grouped for age levels, but it really kind of bottoms no. out at age 10. So, you know, it's like, well, he's not really an adult, but he's not a little kid either. So there's kind of like not a whole lot of stuff for him to watch unless he gets into the adult area. So that's a little bit frustrating. Um, but, yeah, I guess it was just the intuitiveness or the lack of intuitiveness that I should say is that in trying to switch between the profiles, it just didn't make sense that the game center wouldn't have switched along with it or that that just wouldn't be tied to it. And then there's the the matter of um, so we're trying the free uh, the free trial for the month of Apple Arcade, and so when I was in I forget whose it was it was either my profile or my son's profile one of my sons that I signed in for and that I actually clicked like okay you know try you know and 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 started it you know release the hounds 
And for some reason, all three of us, my husband, mine, and my older son's profile, when I switched to him, because we're in the free trial for arcade, now all the games just say play. Or, you know, like there's nothing to buy or anything like that. Or there's nothing to try either. But when I switch to my little guy's profile, it says try. So it almost looks as if like it's going to start the whole trial all over again. <laughs> so uh-huh. I don't know if I just want to like, I don't want to click it. Don't click it. Don't click it. Don't click it. Like I just sure. want to maybe leave it until the month is over and then maybe see if, I don't know. I don't think we're going to get another month out of it. But it doesn't, again, well, it doesn't make sense. It should just make sense. Like it should just be intuitive. Sure. Like, it is for the whole family. We're in an iCloud family sharing it should just say play for all of them. Why is it that one profile that doesn't say the same thing? That's the kind of stuff that yeah. just irritates me. Yeah. So that's my my rant about that. Again, it's like I I know I'm sounding bitchy about it, and I and I really am excited and I'm happy about this stuff. I guess I'm just frustrated because it just seems like there's so much potential there, and the future just isn't here yet. And they need to like open up. Like maybe that'll be a new feature in the newer TV. That maybe they'll allow more controllers to connect and maybe the game developers will, I mean, because they're already made these games for multiple players online. So wouldn't it stand a reason that it's not a super stretch to have it multiple player local? You know, can't they just open that up somehow? So I just, I think it has so much potential. We're just not there yet. And the limitations need to be expanded to allow more controllers to be Bluetoothed at the same time. And to have more local multiplayers, you know, Game Center is great, right? You know, keep all that. But, like, add the local stuff so that kids can actually get together with their friends and game in the house. Like, you know, I mean, what a concept. Actually, like, being in the same meat space as someone and actually socializing, you know, instead of just being sequestered in your bedroom with your Apple TV connected to your TV that really shouldn't be in your room when you're a teenager anyway. You know, like, that just does breed like the social, there's no connection there. You know, it does, it does breed introverts. Not that there's anything bad or wrong with being an introvert, but it does kind of like help along kids not being social when they should be social. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, it doesn't help in that area. It just kind of, right. it, it isolates people is, is what I'm trying to say. And that bothers me. Well, I want to bring people wh- together. And what I, uh, now you've kind of got me wondering because, um, and I don't know, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about it when Lisa gets back, who's not here, if you people haven't noticed, because she's <laughs> taken a vacation where it was warm. Well, now she's won't. on the vacation oh. from the vacation. <laughs> yeah, she's recovering. So, yeah. um, but when she comes back, because she she's looking at doing her cable different and we're yeah. dropping our satellite. So we may talk about, uh, you know, other options. So I should, and I think our option is going to be, uh, going with the fire tv because we already have that and i'm already you know kind of deep into the amazon ecosystem like what you had a period like you had an introductory period where you're paying a certain amount for unlimited and now are you not going to be on unlimited at&t anymore that's not going to affect the phone service or at least it better not the way i I asked those guys will that affect it and they said no um be uh you're still gonna have unlimited data on your phones Yes, yes. Okay. And see that what unlimited data gave us through the TV was we were getting HBO for free mm-hmm. uh, and we were getting a, a credit. So anyway, our f- television was 35. Well, then it was going to go up to 78 after wow. all this. That's a big it is. And we don't watch that much TV. So I think we're probably going to and I'm exploring my options. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to find the right one because uh you can use them to authenticate the right services. You can authenticate uh, with the app. So if you want to go and watch 
uh, like we, we like uh, history channel shows. So if we want to go in there and watch those and watch the back catalog, you need to authenticate <clears throat> with a TV provider. So you right. can go with sling. You can go with, you know, a few like that. And I want to find one where we're not paying so much, but we'll work with the different sign ins. And I want to see, find one that'll work. You can automatically do uh, auto sign-ins on the Fire TV mm-hmm. like Apple does, so you don't have to yep. e- enter passwords all the freaking time. Yeah, that's really irritating. Uh, so I want to find the right one that will work with that, but then we'll, we'll also work with the uh, Apple uh, you know, Apple TV, uh, Apple app or TV mm-hmm. app, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, get try to find the one that'll cover the most bases. But uh, yeah, because uh, now that you got a new phone, you're going to get the free year of Apple TV Plus. Apple TV, so, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, weren't they going to release uh, Apple TV to uh, I think it's Android first? Yeah, but I thought oh, they were going to gonna release oh, it. I'm not sure. Or other services. I got to look well, into the, other TV. See, you're talking about a stick or an HDMI, you know, plug-in, plug-y-do of some sort. And I was just talking to my dad about this because I was thinking, you know, he's got a third-gen Apple TV. And I just, I don't know if it'll work. I mean, it looks like it will because on my third-gen, it looks like they updated the Apple TV app. And it might be, it might receive Apple TV Plus uh, content, but I'm not sure. But anyway, he said that on his LG TV, which is a smart TV, he said he got a notification or an offer saying, you know, hey, you could install the Apple TV app on here. And he didn't know quite what it was, but he said he was interested in, in Apple TV Plus content. And I said, well, you know, you're on our family plan, so you would be able to get it November 1st because we just bought a new phone. So sure, so yep. we'll be able to get that. So it's like, I don't know. It's going to work with smart TVs because they said it would. But what you're talking about is a – well, you do have – Well, didn't you get the – you have the Fire a- – the TV that's like all on one baked in. That's down here, and then upstairs I've got they you know they've got several different ones. I've got the uh, I think this is an older one, but this is the one you can play games on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the dongle, I think it is. It's not a stick. And upstairs in the dining room or in the yeah dining room, we have a fire s- stick there. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to see what because uh, I thought they said that uh, that app was gonna be released. Uh, and I do have the NVIDIA TV boxes, too, but I'm trying to get it so it'll be – because my wife doesn't want to have to keep switching inputs. Yeah, uh, I know. That's so I want to it's find to that one – Yeah, I want to just find the one that will you know, uh, rule them all. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, – but I'm hoping that we can get you know the, uh, the Apple TV if there's one available – and I it might I might be able to get it on the uh, the Nvidia, but maybe not on the Fire TV. But I'll just have to see what's available. But like I say, we'll probably go. I'm right now. I'm leaning towards Sling TV. Um, now is that a service or is that a piece yeah. of hardware or both? Or no, it's an uh, over the internet uh, TV service. It's uh-huh. I think what okay. they call it Skinny Bundle or Slim Bundle. You get like, is it fifty five? stations i think but that it has the ones that we want uh like i say history food network mm-hmm. um well qbc you can get a lot of different ways um there's a few others that we watch sometimes um but um i want you know i'm going to try and find the uh, one that'll cover the most bases but yeah so in about two weeks we're going to send our uh controllers back i guess the uh dish is ours to keep and i want to see the nice thing about that is they had to run cables for the dish. Well, they're coax cables. Uh-huh. So um, can I 
just put an intent. I'm going to first I'm going to see if I can take their parabolic dish and aim it at probably the one over the air channel that we have and uh, I just see if we a can link that has some answers in it. OK, um, see if I can aim it towards the one, um, you know, over uh, over the air uh antenna or you know that's available to us and just see if i can use their dish to pick it up mm -hmm. uh but they already conveniently laid all the coax cables so i'm gonna mm -hmm. look into we don't get many channels out here but i'm hoping mm -hmm. uh my son who lives in watertown is 30 miles away he says he gets like eight and i'm going cripes really <laughs> jackpot so yeah so are like, they all say, english I, <laughs> I think most of them are yeah because we, uh, we get a few here too but yeah half of them are not in english so mm -hmm. But that's something I'm going to experiment with. And so, like I say, when Elisa comes back uh, next time, and she's still exploring, so I think we'll have more to talk about mm -hmm. uh, TV and uh, our options and such there. But And like I say, the uh, yeah, I get uh, the Apple TV service um, for a year because I bought something. So mm -hmm. uh, I'll play around with it. And you know, like I say, I... Uh, I have played with the app and like I say, they have, but you know, for me, I'm looking at the app and you said, you know, those are those six things. Well, um, okay. So let's see here. Um, sports, no kids, no, mm -hmm. uh, buy stuff through Apple. No. Mm -hmm. So basically it's the watch now yeah. and I don't really, and I, I think I could, I could have my Plex stuff. Uh, I could have iTunes look at that so it could show up in there but like I said I got Plex to mm -hmm. it would be kind of duplicating effort to have everything in iTunes and then have it in Plex also because you can get a Plex app for yeah. damn near everything including the Apple TV yep, so exactly and that's that's what I've been thinking around with so next time we talk right. I'll have hopefully more sure. to say about that because I am getting the itch to to compare that more because you know I don't know the the version of iTunes that I'm running with the new version of tvos there's been a lot of disconnect lately and i wonder if maybe there's some incompatibility so i don't know oh okay so maybe Plex but, will uh, be like my my backup and it might just end up being my main squeeze after after i tinker with it so but in this article from macworld right. it does say uh can you watch apple tv plus shows on non-apple devices and the answer is fortunately yes in some cases anyway you'll be able to watch apple tv plus through the apple tv app on the iphone iPad, Apple TV, and the Mac, but you'll also be able to use the TV app on the Amazon Fire TV and eventually some new sets from Samsung, okay. Roku, LG, Vizio, and Sony. So if you have a new set from those manufacturers, you should be able to use, it says you're looking for AirPlay 2 compatibility. You need to be able to use AirPlay 2 to broadcast broadcast content straight from your iPad or, uh, or iPhone, but that's not what you want to be able to do. You want to watch it straight from the TV. From so, yeah, so yeah. App, so the Amazon Fire might be a good bet for you. Sounds like okay. Yeah, because like I say, it's easy enough. Yeah, because I think it would work uh, well for my wife because you use their remote, you can speak into it and say, "I want to watch this." Yep. Um, so you don't have to go scrolling through stuff. Um, but like I say, the uh, Apple's you know watch now. Like I say they keep track of uh, what you watch yeah, and they make suggestions. It. Yeah. So you just have to like yeah, read through so, the stuff that they want you to buy in in between all that stuff, right? You know, it's like some of the stuff. Sure. Is like, oh, yay, that's free! You can just add it to the next, you know, up next, and just go watch it, and I don't have to like rent it or buy it, or or if it's it's already part of stuff that I already have, a la carte like Netflix or HBO Go or Hulu. But then it's kind of nice because like we already have that stuff set up, but then they do have a channel section 
for those people who don't already have that set up so that you can subscribe right within the Apple TV app. So I can say, I can see what they're trying to do. Like they are trying to kind of make it like this one-stop shop for everything. So it's, right. it's kind of there, yeah. but you got to weed through it. So hopefully um, I will sit down and see uh, what, you know, if I uh, – I'll have to explore Fire TV, see if there's an Apple TV app on there yeah, uh, or what one. my I'm options are. i see if I can install it on there. I wonder. Yeah, I'll have try. to look and see. Yeah, um, nice. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to look at that. And um, and hopefully – so. and Elisa was exploring some things too. So hopefully when she comes back, we'll have a little bit more to talk about there. But um, So, yeah, I think, you know uh, – so we've had pluses and minuses with all the Apple stuff here. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and like I say, I might just, my Macs, I might just swap the two around and just quit whining about it. Uh, <laughs> You've got your homework come, cut out for you for the next two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And if anybody out there knows of, uh, I've Googled, but I haven't come up with this specific one. I've tried all the ones that they said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've created a bootable usb stick and tried to do a clean install and still the exact same thing it looks like i mean i'm I not not digging in far enough i could get an error message but i'm not sure it would i could process what it might be telling me if i would you know found it but uh pictures. i sure well it's just usually the screen that says uh, most of the time it's just the screen comes up that says it's encountered an error we're going to restart mm-hmm. shit so, you know, it's the kind of nondescript, but yeah. so, um, but you know, new toys to play with new phone. I'm uh, anxious to get out there and, uh, oh, yeah. try the uh, camera cameras. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And one thing I have planned, I've been putting off till I got the new phone. Cause I was thinking about doing, it. my sister sent me some old photo, uh, albums. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to use this app, um, from Google photo scan because you, uh, Use this. It'll take uh, several different. I think the way I understand it, it takes several different pictures. It will combine them uh, to get the best lighting and everything. So it just doesn't look like you took a picture of a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think you take a picture of like the page, and it'll uh, separate each photo out, and you know, uh, tweak it, and then put it uh, so you can save them separately. Uh, it sounds like it'll take a lot of work out of. Out of that and make it so it looks decent, so you don't have to do a lot of editing or whatever. So uh, that's one thing I've been. And then yeah, I, I, the other, I used to take a lot of pictures, and I kind of want to try and get back into that. And maybe this will uh, force me to go out there and do it and try a little bit more. And maybe if my feet don't hurt so much, I'll go out for a walk and try to take some. Because I like taking landscape pictures and nature pictures and. That kind of stuff. I think so. after the next of update to iOS 13, I think they're going to release the uh, Deep Fusion, I think it's called. So when that comes out, then you got to round up the, the kitty and the puppy and <laughs> take some pictures of those because that's kind of, well, that's one of the subject areas that it's built for. Because right now, the portrait feature, trying to take a portrait of my dog is just really frustrating. Either I can't get her to sit still long enough, or even if she does, it's just doesn't want to focus on her because she's not, it's, I think it's designed for humans, not furry not furry things so uh this, oh. this new feature is supposed to take better pictures of things with detail like that okay yeah because i know there is something about it and i don't know when it's going to be released hopefully soon um yeah it's in but beta, yeah beta right now so but uh so that's kind of you know we've 
our rants and our our, our good stuff. So we've kind of gone through yeah, that. This was good therapy. Uh, Thanks, Mike. <laughs> yes, and uh, we decided since Elisa isn't here, we're not going to have picks this week. So, um, but you know, I I think we'll just kind of you know wrap this up. We'll sure. uh, uh, I'll introduce ourselves. So you want to tell us uh, people where they can uh, uh, find out more about what you're doing. Yep, you can find me. It's pretty easy online all over at the Mac Mommy, or you can go to my website, themacmommy.com. And uh, I can be found on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and uh, I have a uh, uh, an about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. And I kind of wanted to put a little plug out here for somebody who lives in our town. Um, Megan Phelps Roper, who used to belong to the Westboro Baptist Church, has released uh, uh, a memoir of her life or her life, you know, in the uh, Westboro Baptist Church and about her leaving it and everything. And that's out. And I thought I would just put a. And there's going to be a, a show. She's going to be part of a show on Discovery tonight called "Why We Hate." Oh, um, I saw it, that advertised. That looked really good. I didn't know that. Had yeah. It. Oh, that's fascinating. She's a fascinating person. So I, I yes, look forward to seeing that. And and you know the thing is, I live in a town of 1,200 people, and I haven't mm-hmm. met her yet. But mm-hmm. I've kind of done that by design because I want to make sure I'm meeting her for the right reason. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure because I, I when I meet her, I want to because she's a person and not so I just go woohoo! I know somebody semi-famous. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I say, I'm trying to do it for the right reason. But I thought I'd just put that plug out there because like I say, so, somebody who lives in my town who's you know making a you know a big impact. I just thought it'd be nice to, to mention that. And so she has a, is it a book that you can get through? What is it like through Amazon or through, through Amazon? And I got the audible uh, version audible. because I like, it's read in her voice. Cool. So you get to her feelings, her emotions. And there are times that, you know, you can tell that uh, when she's reading it, she's, you can kind of feel the, yeah, the, the strain and distress. So, yeah. yeah. So, but I, like I say, I just thought I'd throw that out. So, Very cool. um, Yes, and so um, if you want to find out more about the show, head over to geekiestshowever.com. Reviews and comments on iTunes are always welcome, and we thank everyone who does that. We hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we have, and don't forget between now and next week to hug a geek. You're listening to the G-Man. What? When we squirkled it. Yeah, we definitely squirkled that. And as it turns out, that's a real word. It is. I'm nodding my head. Uh-huh. Turn it on and give it a whirl. Now, you know what word I would choose. Yes. Hey, I'm Siri, nodding. squirkle. <laughs> I'm, I'm nodding my head. Blowing up in my face each and every week. Uh, uh, where you hit the balls up to the top and it ink spurts out. And you're supposed to try and get as much of the ink squirted out from these points on the pinball machine. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, I am in such a mood tonight.